Sleepers Podcast, Thursday, December 21st. Uh, Cart, the holiday spirit has finally set in in my household. Uh, how are you? Uh, the holiday spirit has not set into myself yet, but my household is in the holiday spirit. What's up with you? Why no holiday spirit? Are you just scrooging right now? No, I think it has to do with the weather. Like I need, I need, I need, I need a white Christmas. You know, some snow. We had some snow yesterday. You didn't get snow. No, that's weird. Lake effect over here on the west side, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Ah, uh, okay. Well, what? It's just stick season. You like that? You like yeah. that? Yeah. I, I I discovered Noah Khan or however you say it. Uh, I'm like six months late on this dude. Wait, hold on a second. Special. This is your first time hearing about Noah Khan? Yeah. Yep. Oh brother. Oh brother. Enjoy. Yeah. I so I just gave his whole album a run through this morning. Uh, I'm shook. I'm shook if I like it. Uh, I think in a different life, I'm a folk singer. No, Noah Khan is a massive mainstay on the Mary Rose playlist. Yeah, he goes crazy. He has one song that I don't think anybody actually listens to anymore, except for me, but it's called Paul Revere that has been played 17 times since I woke up this morning for me. My I mean, word. Insane chorus. Honestly, my one big thing might just be playing that chorus. I'm really excited about it. I'll get our video taken down. You can sing it. No, I could play it. I don't really care about monetizing. I just want no con. <laughs> okay, respect. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, well, I hope the holiday spirit settles in for you. We have a couple. We have a lot more things to record actually this week. So hopefully, uh, I see you turn into just a, a warm bundle of love before Christmas gets here. I gotta be a bundle. You can't be a bundle. <laughs> I mean, what's a bundle shape like? Like a basket. A bucket. Okay. That's a bucket. Okay, I like that spin, but if anyone ever like saw me on the street and like, oh boy, you shaped like a bundle, it's, it's on the side, <laughs> his hands. Understood. Okay. Uh, all right. You want to start us off with your YouTube comment of the day? Yeah, this one comes from Hot Dangers and it goes Carter wouldn't let silly things like results and resume to impact his biases. That's true because resumes and results, yeah, those are good. You can look them up, you can access them anytime you want. But sometimes it's, it's it's these right here. And for those listening, I'm pointing at my eyeballs, all right? I love my analytics. I love my resumes. I love all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, these two eyes that require glasses to drive and see things that are far away, as far as, as such as TVs and whiteboards back in school, they got something to them. They got intangibles. They got grit. And they see things that resumes and numbers and metrics can't see. So it doesn't always come down to that for me. And that's always how it's going to be. So if you're going to be a avid listener of the channel, you're going to have to accept me at that. Love me at my worst, accept me at my best, whatever that phrase is. Why do I feel like you've never had a resume? That's an insane statement, man. Well, like you're, you're very anti-resume. I've, I've been called a bundle and that I don't have a resume. I don't mean this disrespectful. I just, look, can we go through some facts? I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but I would like to maybe present some facts if you're willing to give me the opportunity. Please. So you're very anti-resume. You just went on record with that. You hate resumes. Mm -hmm. uh, you currently work three jobs as far as I know. Did you need a resume for your director of sales job at your father's company? Yes. You needed a resume for that. Yeah, I interviewed. I know you interviewed, but you you had to give pops a resume. Like you, yeah. 
Didn't you just start out of college there? No, I actually worked another job for like a year. I didn't know this. Yeah. I uh, For anyone out there who is from the uh, Macomb County, Michigan area, I worked for General Sports and Entertainment, and they started the USPBL, which is like Jimmy John's Field. It's a minor league baseball league. Uh, yeah, I was on the marketing team for that. Pops wasn't aware that you were doing this. You needed to bullet form it out for him. <laughs> no, he he was aware of it, and it was a pure power move on my part because I needed him to know he got comfortable. Like he graduated, and he's like, "When do you start?" I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 hold your bridges, Elliot. That ain't how it's going down. I I got I got offers. Okay, you're not gonna treat me like I'm a two star. I got I got options." Uh, so I put a little bit of pressure on. He got comfortable. It's okay. So you did the whole signing day, like, oh, I got Jimmy John's field hat, and then I have, yeah, Elliott Enterprises hat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That, I guess that makes sense. Um, you certainly didn't have a resume to apply for a position at Sleepers Media. I, I feel like it was more of an in-person interview, but no, I did not do the resume thing. And I don't think you had a resume for Spartan Rivals. I did not have a resume for Spartan yeah, Rivals. Yeah, you, you were headhunted there. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Um, well, I guess I retract my statement, but I'm still skeptical that you actually had a physical copy of a resume handed over to Luther. We'll I see. Mean, we are resume people. Like we as sleepers, we received resumes. I feel like we're more net rankings people. Like are we, I feel like we're a quad one podcast these days. Um, but we, we're not more into like strength of schedule. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We we can figure it out. Uh, hey, a little bit of news from my end. Uh, Zach Eady, if you're listening to this, hi. Thanks for following <laughs> us on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. yesterday, so Carter sends me a screenshot of Zach Eady following him on Twitter. I was like, well, that's cool. And then I got jealous, and then I opened my Twitter, and then Zach Eady followed me too. So then I stopped being jealous, and then I just got excited because Zach Eady only follows 35 people on Twitter, and now Carter and I are two of them, and we feel honored uh, I, I hope he's listening to this. That's what I hope is happening can, here. Can I pull rank? Yes, please. I did get the follow first, right? I don't think we know. I don't think we know. Well, you can that, have that win. You can have. Can that. I have it. Can I have yeah. that win? Yeah, you okay. can have that win. Yeah. Um. No. Pretty exciting though. I mean, it's incredibly cool that the best player in college basketball in my lifetime uh, is aware of who we are for some reason. I was curious. Carl, we've done a lot of Zach Eady-related topics lately. What do you think it is that caught his eye that made him follow us? Was it the Purdue Naughty or Nice segment from yesterday? I think it had to be the racial draft. <laughs> had to be. you me, me selecting him first overall on behalf of the Caucasian congregation? Yeah, on, on, behalf of his, on behalf of his father named Glenn. <laughs> and, you, and you going through the draft process. I think that was it. Okay. Well, there's plenty of source material for Zach to choose from. Zach, welcome to Sleepers Nation. You are officially our premier sleepwalker, face of the sleepwalkers community, apparently. And uh, if we ever get to meet you one day, Zach, which I, I presume could happen maybe this year, maybe uh, somebody in Purdue comms could help us out with this and we'll probably get to Mackey at some point. But um, I would like to propose if we could get in the practice gym with Zach Edie, I want to get on your shoulders and That's I want to, I want to see if he can score over me on your shoulders. Score over. So you want to get on my shoulders? Yeah. Like I want to be on your shoulders and then I want you and I guarding Zach Eady and see at like maybe out of seven attempts, how many times does Zach Eady score on us? At least four. See, I think we could hold him under half. 
No way. With me on your shoulders? Like, we're, we got to be a combined. I mean, I'm 6'2". You're 6'6 six, six on a good day. So, what's that? 12'8"? Yeah. But, like. That's pretty tall. That would be what people say who are just like, he's just tall. That would That's what it would actually look like if someone was just tall. It'd be you on my shoulders. But you can be a good defender being just tall. We don't need to score on him. That's true. That's, that'd be fun, too, though. A game of one-on-one? But one-on-one yeah, on one to five, and I'm on your shoulders. Like, I'm just dribbling, and I throw it up to you, and you shoot it? I feel like I I might be special on your shoulders, honestly. I just want to clean that with Zachy. That's all I want. You've been carrying me on your back for years, so we'd be comfortable in that spot. All right. Well, welcome, Zach Eady. Uh, Let's get to the Discord comments. If you want to join the Discord, it is the number one way to support us. Uh, it's $9.99 a month. Join. We have, I think, 92, 93 people in there Some somehow. It depends on if anybody's left this week. I don't know. We had some ops leave us in the last couple of weeks, but uh, I don't think anybody's left us recently, so that's good. Anyways, comments. First one from Travis Nelson today. He says, I on CBB pod has... This is Penny's best Memphis team yet in their episode title today. While that might be true, can we stop acting like beating Virginia is a marquee win anymore? I still think beating Virginia is a a marquee win. I said it on the episode the other day. Like, I wasn't going to come on here and be like, oh, Virginia is not what they thought. I still believe that Virginia is in contention to win the ACC. Um, I just think that Memphis is that good. And they got to play them at home. Like, it's you got to tip your cap to Memphis instead of trying to – I don't know, down the fact that Virginia lost. Like, Virginia is still good. Yeah, I think uh, as long as Tony Bennett's there and as long as he has some talent, I think it's a big win. Um, but I, I do agree. I was wrong on Virginia. I said, like, three days ago I had this team winning the ACC. Um, that was a miss. Still could happen. It still could, I, I, it still could happen. But, I, uh, yeah, they're they're not some uber-talented team or anything. But it's a very good win. That's a that's a game a lot of good teams might slip up and lose. As we saw, Texas A&M lost to Virginia. At home, different than away. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's a good win. Travis then comes back with another one. He says, another thought just randomly came to mind watching the UM rant. Remember when Trilly tweeted, who knows if Caleb Love is coming at all, and Love roasted him, basically? Now, after his Fanta Q&A, it makes me believe he had no idea at the time about admissions and was being genuine in that response. I think that's exactly what happened. Um, that's essentially what I have heard is exactly what happened. And I, I don't think anybody's hiding that anymore. Uh, Juwan Howard basically stopped communicating with Caleb after he committed. And Caleb Love was like, what's going on? And Juwan Howard and staff did not fill him in. So... Uh, just another horrible example of my horrible head coach being horrible at his job. I mean, just, you know, the, in the Jordan documentary, whatever it was, Scotty Pippen's like, you're not going to fuck my summer up or whatever it was. I feel like Juwan takes that approach. Yeah, I'd like to just like have coffee with Juwan Howard one day. Like, I, I want this to be long after he's no longer doing the job that he is paid millions of dollars to do. But I have some questions for him. How many baristas do you think that Juwan Howard has berated in his life? Double digits. Okay. Yeah, double digits. Fam says, regardless of how many losses you've experienced with your team, is Shire a bigger boogeyman than K? Every time I look at Shire, I get terrified. Uh, I've flipped my stance on this. Every time I see Shire, I, I giggle. I think he needs <laughs> a little bit more grit and, like, age to him. Like, when you saw Coach K – 
he kind of had some like the Don vibes, like older, seen it all, you know, like how you doing kind of energy to him. Shire, I, he just looks like he's like really good at like a fundraiser. He doesn't really strike fear in me necessarily. I don't think there is a bigger boogeyman than Kay, other than Cal. Like I, I think a big part of being a boogeyman has to be like your persona and like you just alluded to with Kay, like you have to have a larger than life thing to you. And the only two guys that I think you can say qualify for that in some way are coach K and uh, coach Cal Shire is a very good coach. I don't think Shire's as good of a coach as K was like, I don't think Duke's operating on all cylinders at the level that it was under coach K um, maybe when he strings a couple classes together and has a team make a final four and, you know, surpass some things winning wise, then I'll change my tune. But uh, yeah, right now I'm not super intimidated by him. I'm intimidated by his teams, but certainly not him. Jesse says with the UConn loss, is this feeling eerily like last year where they came into Big East play 13 and 0? We are already in for a dog eat dog Big East season again, which makes it difficult to see these teams. Can I apologize? For what? That whole time you you asked that question, I completely zoned out because I got this theory also that like John Shire, when he has people over, he's like, hey, have you, have you ever done this before? And he's just like, I got something wild. Like, don't don't judge me for this. But I put my Thin Mints in the freezer and then he like does this. Your brain is special. <laughs> it really is. So you didn't even hear the next comment from Jesse? No, can you read it again, please? <laughs> it says, with the UConn loss, is this feeling eerily like last year where they came into Big East play 13-0? We're already in for a doggy dog Big East season again, making it difficult to see these teams. I am so – are people, like, not factoring at all that Clean got hurt in that game? I don't think that's what Jesse's doing. I, other people are definitely doing that. Um, I actually – I agree with what Jesse's hinting at here where it's just like – Yeah, am I missing the point here? Uh, well, I just – I think – Jesse's just saying, like, UConn might end up undervalued on a seed line when we get to the NCAA tournament for various oh, reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that reminds me of last year. Yeah. Um, like, there, there's no doubt they're a top three or four team in the country, and they might not be seeded that way because the Big East is going to be a gauntlet and they have some issues right now. Um, but, yeah, you're, what you're pointing to is, like, the larger Twitter narrative where, like, Purdue fans are dunking on UConn fans today. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little odd. Yeah, I here's my take on it. I think anybody that's dunking on UConn did not watch the game at all. Yeah. Or and or watch the game and doesn't know who Donovan Klingon is. Like I the, anybody so, sorry to the dogs that are watching this. I'm sorry. Right I'm now. sorry, Mel, but I apologize. Sorry, Coy. I mean, he he's doing it for show now. He must have found out. Yeah, I mean, Pierre going crazy. Um also like again, Pierre in, intimidating a little bit of an instigator Pat Bev of dogs. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's really. I mean, he's he's not dodging the allegations. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I just like Donovan Klingon barely played this game, and UConn was in the game when Donovan Klingon played, and then he got hurt. And I know we've done the jokes about like, ooh, is he hurt or is he bad? He's hurt. Donovan Klingon is hurt right now. He's he's very hurt right now, and that's massive for UConn because they're a totally different team. Like they're not close to a top three team in the country without Klingon. Are you shutting down? Like, like I'm not worried about Big East. If I if I'm keeping out clean until he is a hundred percent healthy and I'm just, I'm rocking. Like, I think like they can hold their, I mean, I'm not saying they're, they're going to win the big East without clean. Cause I think they need clean to win the big East. Don't get me wrong, but you want him fully healthy. And I don't know if he's been that yet this season. 
he hasn't, I don't think. I'll I'll save some biggies takes for a segment we're gonna do later in the show. But okay. um yeah, just know I think it's incredibly stupid that any Purdue fan is like told you about UConn right now. They it would be like Purdue Purdue losing a game without Zach Eady. Like that that's not Purdue without Zach Eady. It's not UConn without Donovan Klingon. Don't be that fan that's dunking on a team that lost their best player. Uh Fino's burner says officially my least favorite sleeper is Greg after that preview episode. He hates that we beat Michigan Ann Arbor. He wants to get us or us to get beat so bad. Um I don't know that it's that. Uh, I think I've been more rational about Indiana than Carter has been over the course of the season. But I think, like, I don't know how you watch Indiana survive by the the, the narrowest of margins in the last game and be like, oh, it's hate to predict them to lose now. Like, I'm a body language guy. For the first time this season, I think we see Indiana's heart of their team going at their coach with bad body language. Yeah, I think it's going to crumble down at some point. And this this team has basically been in a dogfight in every single game this season. Give them credit. They've won a lot of them. Now you add the extra element of something's up with Renew. I think that's a very big warning sign. I don't think that's hate. Like, And and when it crumbles, the building and the dust clears and you like and they, you know, Fino's burner looks through the the rubble and he sees a, a, a shadow in the distance through the dust and whatever crumbled. It's going to be me there. I'm going to be smiling. <laughs> oh, man. Candy stripes are nice. I, just I love to, candy I, stripes. I want to keep repeating that. Uh, I love Booby, candy. Booby says, what's the ceiling for Alabama? Question comes before the end of zone of Bama, so I don't know who wins. But just the way Bama plays, this offense could become very elite if they can limit some of those fast-paced turnovers. I feel like they're either going to the Final Four or losing in the first round. I'm confident they will do well in March because we've seen basically everyone they play giving into Bama's game at their pace. I just don't think Bama's good enough defensively. Like, they can't stop fouling. All their big men foul out every single game. Uh, Grant Nelson can't check high major solid players, to be honest with you. I think for what he brings offensively, that's great, but he can't check anybody. And the other bigs can't stop fouling out. So... I I don't know. I can't get there with this Bama team. I don't, I don't even know if I can say, like, final four ceiling for them. Are we sure that what Grant Nelson brings offensively is great? It's uh, – I mean – I mean, he did he did get it going in the second half yesterday. He shot 15 threes last night. He made three of them. He's a 29% shooter from three on his career. I mean, Greg, if you want me to down a play like- – 15 trays up i'm not gonna do it i just uh yeah i i I talked about this in the alabama arizona recap you can go watch that on the channel me and connor hope recorded that this morning but um i think this alabama team lacks talent i think that's the biggest thing i think they have a revolving door at center and you never know which guy's going to show up i think grant nelson's not as good as they hoped that he would be i think aaron estrada leaves a lot to be desired i think rylan griffin was supposed to make a jump and he didn't which leaves you basically with mark sears and a bunch of guys you don't trust I don't think that's uh, I think that's the least talented version of a NATO team that we've seen in a long time. So, yeah, when they shoot nuclear from three, they can beat anybody. Uh, Ken Palm loves them still. They've lost five of their last seven games. They don't have a win against a team that's going to make the NCAA tournament. And they're ninth on Ken Palm. That's crazy to me. Um, and it, look, they can be great against the best teams in the country for 20 minutes. They uh, had a lead against uh, Arizona for much of the first half. They were leading Purdue at half. They were tied with Creighton at half. 
what happened in all three, they melted down in the second half. Like, I, I just don't think this team has the dudes. Um, I would lean closer to them losing in the first weekend than I would having a Final Four ceiling. Hot Man says, uh, not everybody breeds the same amount. Greg Waddell is correct. My Garmin watch measures it. My bet is that Greg breeds five breaths less than Carter Elliott per minute. Okay. there. I mean, this is the trifecta. I've been called a bundle. I've been called fatso who can't breathe enough. Like, what is going on this episode? I don't, I think you're stretching a little bit. I feel like you're taking things a little too personally. Nobody said fatso who can't breathe. We just can tell that you're breathing a little bit. I'm sorry. Am I breathing like exuberantly? I mean, you definitely like are a visible breather. That's for sure. That's insane. <laughs> a visible breather? Yeah. Like you're, you're just very emotive in all that you do, including breathing. I got to lock in if I'm a visible breather. That's bad. Why is that bad? That starts my villain arc. Why? You basically just said to me that my breathing makes a scene. Like you could hear me <laughs> breathe. I, it looks like no, I No, no, no. Here, if we could if we could hear you breathe, that would be you're an audible breather, which actually is something I struggle with, but it's only because I'm so uncomfortable breathing because I don't breathe often. So I I don't know how to do it much. Okay, we're going to we're you know what? We're going to get Honestly, if a Garmin rep is listening to this, if you can send us a free sample of a watch that just does breaths, we'd like to we'd like to use that. Okay. Yeah, we can we, we, can, we can test it out. Do you want to do a quick like hold your breath contest right now? You versus me? Yeah, we could, but I'm gonna cheat. <laughs> How would you cheat? <laughs> I'd breathe through my nose. We'd be able to see it. That's what I'm saying. You're a visible breather. No, you wouldn't. I'm not breathing through my nose right now. I mean, I would be able to tell when you are breathing through your nose because you're a visible breather. You just took a breath. I'd see it. The nostrils no, are flaring. Your nostrils are flaring. Visible breather. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on from this. Uh, final comment of the day. This is from Malik Perry, and I, I'm not quite sure why he's even saying it. Oh, no, he's talking about Cohen Carr. I thought he was making fun of you. He said, Carr is a six foot five, 220. That's a forward hybrid. I thought he was trying to say that Cart is a six five, 220 forward hybrid. Any thoughts? I am a forward hybrid. Are you six five, 220? You're breathing right now. You're also. I just, I, I did just breathe right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a visible breather. That's the comments for the day. I uh, appreciate everybody in the Discord. Join the Discord. Join this awesome community. Uh, we have met a lot of fantastic people in here that uh, mean the world to us and support the show and uh, know a lot about ball and have some great conversations in there. So join the Discord. Links in the description. We got three topics today, Cart. They're three fun topics today. Uh, let's start with let's start with the most serious one, and then we'll move to the fun ones. What are you doing with your face? I was trying to do like the eyebrow thing, like seeing the rock do the eyebrow thing. I was trying Why? to do that. Why? I'm sorry. Why are you trying to do that? Because I'm trying to separate myself. I don't feel like I've done enough this episode. <laughs> so you thought the rock eyebrow thing would be the way to separate yourself? I mean, it was a trial and error thing. Obviously, it didn't work. Let's move on. First topic. Okay. The first topic today is uh, I want to talk about the three Big East losses uh, to start conference play. Marquette is 0-1 in the Big East. UConn is 0-1 in the Big East. Creighton is 0-1 in the Big East. Now, there have been some quote-unquote impressive results from the teams that beat these teams. Uh, I think what Villanova did last night, that looked like a good basketball team going in and stealing that game against Creighton. There's also serious questions about Creighton. Seton Hall looked like a totally different team 
than what we saw when they lost to Rutgers at home. Uh, again, Klingon was out, but that was an impressive win. And uh, Providence, I mean, Providence at home is a beast. We know that. They smoked Marquette. With that said, if the top three teams in any other conference started the season 0-1, I feel like the national narrative would flip pretty harshly against, well, how good is this conference really? Like, for example, I mean, Purdue lost to Northwestern. Michigan State's 0-2 in Big Ten play. Um, people still are very confident Purdue's very good. But if, if say, those two had happened and, oh, Illinois also was 0-1, I think there would be some pretty loud, huh, look how bad the Big Ten is. If, God forbid, in the Big 12, Kansas and Houston and Baylor were all 0-1 in conference play, I think there would be a lot of walking back, well, how good really is this conference? For whatever reason, the Big East right now, it's just, oh, well, this conference is deep. There's so much here. You can't sleep on Providence. Seton Hall's got a little more than we thought. Shaheen Holloway's doing it again. Like, I, I'm sorry. I have serious questions with all three of the quote-unquote favorites in this conference. Marquette was supposed to be a dominant team. They have three losses on the season thus far. It hasn't come to fruition yet. UConn without Klingon isn't scary at all. I'm sorry, and I know they're built for March and not built for December. Winning four of your last 16 conference openers is a horrible look for a proud program. Like, maybe maybe win those games at a certain point. And uh, Creighton stinks. I'll just I'll flat out say it. Creighton's soft. They have three players. Their point guard is shaped like a middle schooler. I don't see it with these three teams, and I want people nationally to start talking about it under that lens and not how good – Seton Hall and Villanova and Providence are right now. What do you see from these three teams? No, I think you hit the nail on the head because it it's honestly kind of annoying. Um, and I said that it, it it always comes down to oh, it's it's oh, this is the Nova we saw. Oh, Nova ball, oh, Biggie's blood. God, it's so hard to win at Seton Hall. I watched I watched a bad Rutgers team dog Seton Hall. Don't try to tell me Seton Hall is that great. I get it. They beat UConn. Kling was out. They played well, but let's not act like they're some powerhouse. And that's like the and that really is a narrative. It's all oh, Big East. That just is what it is. It's hard to win in the Big East. It's never like oh, it's never hard to win the Big Ten. Oh, it's never hard to win in any other conference. When it comes to the Big East, it just it seems to be like they get graded on a curve for some reason, and I don't really get why. Like when you really look at it, let's like, let's really look at this conference. UConn and Marquette are probably tip tip top, whatever you want to call it, cream of the crop. The third team is Creighton. Creighton might actually stink. Xavier stinks. St. John's stinks. Villanova also stinks. Seton Hall stinks. Like, let's not act like it's, I don't know. I just feel like, like I said, the Big East gets graded on a curve, and I love the Big East. Don't get me wrong. But when are we allowed to just grade everybody the same? Look at everybody through the same lens. This is a conference that has three teams in the top 25 right now. Those three teams are 0-3 in conference play. Like, And I get it's hard to win on the road in conference play. It's not that hard for great teams to win on the road in conference play. I don't care where you're going. Like, it's not... If you're a great basketball team, it's not hard. And that's my thing is I, I think UConn and Marquette are both good basketball teams. Uh, UConn, when healthy, is probably a great basketball team. I got to stop flip-flopping on Marquette 
because I, I go back and forth between this team can win it all. They, they deserve to be in the top four, and no, they don't. And um, I think they're inconsistent. That's where I've landed on this. When Marquette plays their best, they're fantastic, but they have no business being this inconsistent as a team that returns so many key pieces with a veteran senior point guard, right? Like, you should not be this inconsistent if Tyler Kolick is the best point guard in the country. And they are. Like, when they don't show up, they really don't show up. Like, they got outplayed by Wisconsin from start to finish, outplayed by Providence from start to finish. Those teams are not that good of basketball teams. Like, you, you've got to be more competitive in those games if you're a serious national title threat. Um, UConn, I'm willing to blame it all away on the, the Donovan Klingon injury. But still, even when Klingon was healthy in that game, like they, they let a big run happen for, for Seton Hall. And uh, yeah, Creighton, I think people just want Creighton to be good. I don't think Creighton's done anything this season that makes us think they're actually good. People just want to believe that team's good because it's a fun offense and the way they play is cool. Um, but yeah, everybody else, there are some middle-of-the-pack teams I think are like NCAA tournament teams. Like I think Villanova is going to find their way to the tournament. Um I know their losses are really bad. They are 4-0 against Ken Palm top 50 teams this year. That's impressive. They won the battle for Atlantis. Like, they've at least done something. I think Butler's better than people would give them credit for. I think Providence is fine. But you can't be a conference that has three teams, literally three teams, in the top 25, and those three are going to drop the ball in conference play against teams that are bubble teams and have the narrative flip to, well, this conference is loaded. No, this conference isn't loaded. It has three teams, and those three teams aren't as good as people are making them out to be. We love the Big East. When you love something, you hold them to a standard. And I want everyone to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, we would start busting out the nicknames for other conferences. Like, I've been affectionately referring to my conference as the Tiny Ten. Like, when does this become... The Little East. When does this become the Big East? Like Big East a lot more. More than Little East? Yeah, but can I also get a who wins the Big East this year? Sure, who wins? I'd like, I'd like to ask first. <laughs> I thought I could flip that on <laughs> sure, you so fast. Sure, who wins? <laughs> Is it crazy that I think Villanova might win? Yes. I think Villanova might win. I want everyone in the Big East to listen and listen good. If you let Kyle Neptune get his hands on the Big East regular season title, there will be consequences, okay? Because you're not just affecting you, you're affecting me and my life, okay? So let's just keep, let's, let, let's let that be known. The one thing I feel really confident in is that UConn is going to go like, 12 and eight in conference play, be a six seed in the NCAA tournament. And then they're going to win the national title. And everyone's going to be like, well, we knew all along they were the best team in the sport. And I'm like, <laughs> no, they were 12 and eight in a, in an average big East conference. Uh, okay. Let's move to our fun topics. We have two really fun ones today. I think uh, the first one actually comes from somebody who tweeted at me yesterday. I want to pull up their at so I can give them some credit for this. Uh, this comes from at vibe nominal, AKA John. He says, I'm home for the holidays. What are some funny Illini-themed drinking games I can play with the fam for bragging rights on Friday? I was thinking something like a shot for every Coleman Hawkins step back three. You're talking our language, John. Thank you for being here. Uh, so first off, we're going to have a preview for the bragging rights game up later this afternoon. We're excited about this game for sure. Illinois-Missouri should be a fun one. Um, second of all, if you are unfamiliar with the history of Sleepers Media and our YouTube channel, we used to do a series called Drunk Scouts where we essentially played a drinking game we made up while watching 
NBA scouting videos for our favorite players in college basketball this summer before they would get drafted. Great game. I think we did about five of them. Uh, it ended up being like drunk history meets basketball. And I still think that's an incredible concept. Like if I could get somebody to edit those for me so that I don't have to do the work, I would love to do more of those. Some of the most fun times I've ever had with you on camera were Drunk Scouts videos. Uh, we also ended up carrying, uh, comparing Jabari Smith to Jason Tatum. So no, sorry, we. Yeah, we. I think you, I think you kept going back to Tatum. No, you. I called him Ryan Anderson, and you hated me for it. Oh, okay, then that I'm drunkenly misremembering this. Uh, yeah, some crazy comps is the point. The point is we're we're good at drinking games. We like college basketball drinking games. This is right up our alley. So I think uh, we should do some Illinois-specific ones just to cater to John and help him and his friends out. But then I also want to extend this broader. Like, what, what would the college basketball best drinking game, uh, I guess, legs be? What would you do for a college basketball drinking game? Mm. So, uh, start, start with Illinois, though. Illinois, start with Illinois. Okay, my first one would be if Ty Rogers makes a free throw, finish your drink. What's he making per game for free throws right now? Let's pull that up. I think he's making one a game. Okay. So you're like at minimum, you're getting it one to one to three, one to four, finish your drinks here. Yeah. Okay. You also are pretty notoriously aggressive when uh you do drinking games okay this yeah. is good ty ty only has two games all season with more than one free throw made there you go it was it was either that or finish your drink every time terrence shannon dribbles with his left that, that'd be way too much i feel yeah, like I exactly you know i'm aggressive so let's do let's start with like the sips like what are things that are going to happen consistently to like take a take a sip take a drink for i think a, a ty rogers assist should be a sip I think a Terrence Shannon scoring with his right hand should be a sip. That's never going to happen. He's done it. Not often. That's got to be bigger. That's got to be bigger. I would have said, like, Terrence Shannon downhill with his left is something. Okay, what about Luke Goody threes? Luke Goody threes should be a shot. A shot? I think so, yeah. Because I think that, first of all, shots when somebody makes a three are fun. Like, that's a fun celebration. True, but also, like, he's making, like, three a game. So, like, are you prepared for three shots? He hasn't hit three in his last four games. Ooh. Okay. I, I think right. a Luke, I think a Luke Goody three is a shot, and God forbid he hits six threes. You're having a hell of a night. Okay, so, so far we have locked in. Finish your drink if Ty Rogers makes a free throw and a shot for every Luke Goody three-pointer. And a sip for a Ty Rogers assist. And a sip for a Ty Rogers assist. Okay. What, what about what about just – uh? Sip for a Terrence Shannon dunk. Let's call it a dunk. Okay, I like that. Yeah, sip for a Terrence Shannon dunk. We need, we need Coleman in this. Uh, we do need Coleman in this, and we also need uh, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn. If Dre Gibbs Lawhorn scores, you have to shotgun. I think it's just Gibbs Lawhorn checks into the game. You got a shotgun? Yeah, I like that. Okay, all right. Or, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I got it. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn checks into the game. You chug for the entirety of the time he has the ball in his hands. Ooh, okay. I like that. That's fun. 
I like that. So like they pass it to him. You chug. If he has it, he has it. He passes. And you scores are, you and are chugging your drink the entire yes. time. Dre gives Lawhorn has the ball in his hands. Okay. I love that. That's really fun. I kind of want to play that. Can we play this game? I'll play this game if you want. Their games tomorrow night. You want to do it? I kind of would. We honestly could do like a live stream and play this game. It might get dangerous. But we could. Yeah. I'm down if you want to. Um, all right, so you want something with Coleman. Let's wrap with something for Coleman. Uh, I don't want to do turnovers. Yeah, we want to root for Coleman, not against Coleman. What about Coleman block shot or steal is something? A like defense something, something to get something to get involved on in the defensive end of the floor. Yeah. Um I don't know. I think we do block I think we do block or steal. What do you do for it though? Hmm. It's gotta be bigger than a sip. You do a five second chug. Okay. I'm good with that. I my thing with Coleman was going to be more devious. Like anytime he records a specific stat, everyone in the room has to pour something of their drink into like a, a vase. And then at the end of the game, you all have to split it up and drink it together. That sounds absolutely gross. Sounds horrible. But like, isn't that kind of the thing with Coleman? Like it works, but it's gross. Wait, no, no, no. This is what you do. You pour it in every time Coleman does that, you pour it into like a cup. Everyone does like a King's cup situation. Yeah. And then if there is a technical foul, if Coleman Snapchats at <laughs> halftime, then you finish the King's Cup. I like that. I like that. Okay, so that's it. So yeah. in summary, uh, Ty Rogers, free throw, finish your drink. Ty Rogers, assist, sip. Terrence Shannon, dunk, sip. Luke Goody, three, shot. Um Dre Gibbs Lawhorn checks into the game. If he has the ball, you chug while he has the ball. He gives it up. You stop. And then Coleman Hawkins, what's the stat that we're doing with Coleman? Turnover. I'm sorry, not to uh, blocks or steals. I think it's got to be more. I think it should be with Coleman. I think it should be block, steal, turnover, or shot attempt. You have to pour a tiny little thing into the King's Cup. And then <laughs> if. Did you say shot attempt? Yeah, he doesn't shoot a lot. Okay. He's okay. averaging five shot attempts a game, Cart. Damn. Yeah, crazy. That is crazy. Okay. Uh, Wait, I might have that wrong. I don't think so, though. Yeah, he's got to be averaging more than five shots a game. It says on ESPN, it says his field goal attempts are two for four for five for five on the floor per game. Huh. That doesn't seem right. Oh, no, I'm looking at Luke Goody. That's why. I'm like, what, what are we doing here? Sorry. that that. I mean, that's an insane mix-up, man. That handsome red-headed monster just staring back at me. Um, what's Coleman averaging? Sorry, this is, this is bad for me. I just don't have it ready. He's averaging eight shot attempts a game. Okay, not, okay sub out attempts and sub in rebounds. So any basically anytime Coleman does anything or something in a class. I don't want to do that. I say we do steals, blocks, rebounds. 
But see, that seems more complicated, and you're still getting to the same number of shot attempts. Like, because Coleman, 5.7 rebounds, one block, one steal. So you're getting to 7.7 that way. You'd get to 8.6 if you just did a shot attempts, and it would be easier to track. Okay, let's do shot attempts. Just shot attempts. Just shot attempts. Okay, so Coleman takes a shot. Whether it goes in or not, you pour it in the King's Cup, and then there is a there is a King Coleman glass, community glass that you pour it into. Yep, and then uh, so then what? When he tweets, what if, if there is a if there is a mid game communication from Coleman via Snapchat, tweet, anything like that, or a technical on the Illini, you finish it on anyone on the Illini. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's your Illini drinking game. Uh, let's just go broad for a moment, but um, big college basketball scope. What are some things you would work into a college basketball drinking game? Uh, anytime a deep two is taken, finish your drink. Anytime there is a block charge call, uh, take a shot. Um, what else is there? I don't know. Anything that comes to mind for you? Uh, anytime Zach Eady fouls somebody, finish your drink. Anytime Zach Eady gets fouled, take a sip. That'll get you buzzed, though. That would that would that will get you that will get you up there. I want something for what would you do for Michigan State? Yeah, what would you do for our teams? Like mine would have to be Doug related, but I don't know. Every Trey Jackson stat recorded, take a five second chug. I want to drink though. I don't, I don't want to every, every, every bench minute play, take a sip. Yeah, that would work. All right. Uh, I feel like we've accurately covered this. Do you have anything from Michigan State you would add? Anytime a center fumbles a pass, take a drink. Um, anytime Jaden Akins hits a sh- hits a three, take a shot. Um, anytime one of your players shoplifts, finish your drink. Yeah. Um, every every Xavier Booker minute played is one shotgun. That could stack up. He could play like seven minutes. Do what you got to do. All right. All right. There's your uh, holiday college basketball drinking game, everybody. Drink responsibly, of course. All right. We're going to try the most ambitious topic that we've ever done in the show's history, Cart. This game, uh, I am very confident you will not understand what we're doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm very confident in that. We're going to play a game of college basketball, White Elephant. Are you familiar with White Elephant? I am, but... Why is it white elephant? Because it's snow or something? I have no idea. I'm not going to speak to that. I don't know. I'm not the no game expert. White elephants. Aren't there white elephants or no? No. Uh-uh. You're positive or? Mm-hmm. Do you know a lot about animals? Yeah, I was. Yeah, big, Animal Planet was a, a big watch of mine when I was younger. In between HGTV, you were yeah. fitting in some. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, if you, if you did have animal trivia for me, I swear to God, I'm getting like, if you ask me five questions, I'm getting at least three, right? All right. Let's try that then real quick. Cause I don't believe this. Okay. I'm going to pull up readers digest animal trivia instead of doing the topic we were just going to do. Okay. Uh, what is a group of cats called? A group of cats? Yeah. What's a group of cats called? A herd? A clouder, you're 0 for 1. What has okay, the what on. has the thickest fur of any mammal? The thickest fur of any mammal. 
biggest fur of any mammal. Uh, I'm going to go with a polar bear. Sea otter. You are 0 for 2. The age of a lion can be determined. Sea otters don't even have fur. The age of a lion can be determined by its... Tail. Nose. 0 for 3. What is the only mammal capable of true flight? Only mammal capable of true flight. Shit. Um, a bird? Bats. Oh, for four. That and, wait. That's a bird's a bat, isn't it? No, God, no. And you, this is this is where we're ending. You're saying a bird is a bat after talking up your. I'm sure. I'm, also, these questions are some Jeez. bullshit, man. These for are real. literally the first five on Reader's Digest Animal Trivia. A newborn I... kangaroo is about the size of a what? A cantaloupe. A lima bean. You are zero for five. Do you want to continue until you get one, or do you have things to do today? Can you give me one, like another link? Like, what is this? What is this article? Just give me like two or three more. From another article, please. A different okay. Let's go to let's let's go to Buzzfeed like, instead of reading. What are we doing here? You just said you thought a bat was a bird. I was I'm reaching, okay. Okay, this this one seems a little more up your alley, but it also says it's intended for second grade and below. So we'll see how this goes. What bear species is known for its white fur? A polar bear. Hey, job card. Come on. Uh, what is the smallest species of monkey? smallest species of monkey yeah just keep it moving You're uh right. wait i actually think i know this you don't it's no i think no i swear to god i think i do what is it it's uh what's the name of that monkey it's in okay I, maybe i don't know it, but i'm gonna say spider monkey it's a pygmy marmoset okay i didn't know that yeah i know uh which sea creature is known for its ability to regrow its arms sea creature Regrow its arms. Sea creature that regrows its arms. Um, sea creature that regrows its arms. It's not an octopus, is it? No, it's a starfish. You stink at this. Like, let's just. I should. I should have got starfish. You absolutely should have. I think we can both unequivocally claim that you are not nearly as knowledgeable about animals as you tried to portray that you are. I mean, if we if I went head to head with anybody who wants to go animal trivia, I don't think anyone else is like getting more than I got. I think everyone in our Discord's getting at least two of those eight questions correct. I don't think so. I think the Starfish I did. one was bad. Yeah, Starfish one was bad. That's the only one I'm. That's the only one I'm like, okay, that's on me. But Polar Bear and Starfish, everybody's getting. I don't think everyone's getting Starfish. To be honest with you. All right, uh, can we go back to the actual topic? I'm having a lot of fun in animal trivia. I kind of want to uh, – I wanted to do you and I trivia, by the way, and see if anybody could uh, get some Carter Gregg trivia questions, but that requires some work. Let's do White Elephant. Okay. <laughs> I have six lists from the six power conferences in college basketball. We're going to play a game of White Elephant, which means you and I are both going to get a gift from each of the six power conferences in college basketball. We're both going to get a team. The goal is to end up – with the stronger group of six teams at the end of this. So you're competing against me. We want to win white elephant by having the best gifts. Um, now, for example, when it's our turn to get a team from the ACC, we could get Duke. We could get Boston college. 
right? There's a wide range. You could get a good team or a bad team. Whatever team you draw randomly is your team. Now, as any good white elephant knows, you can steal from your opponent once in the game. That's how this is going to work. So, um, for example, if you steal from me right away, when only one team has been drawn, say I draw a good team and you steal it from me, I then have the option once you steal from me to choose to steal something else from you or to draw a new team. That's how this works. Okay. Um, when a team has been stealing or stolen, you cannot steal them again. So if, if a team has been stolen once, they cannot be stolen again at any point. There's no take backs. Uh, but there can be a big change. So if you and I save our steals until the very last round of this, we might basically steal every single team from each other and get a little competitive. In the end, we will make our list of teams, we will read them aloud, and we will vote on who won. Any questions before we begin? Uh, So you said it's only one steal, so why would there be multiple steals if there's only one steal? Because if if we both have all six of our teams already, say the final Uh team is drafted, and I still have my steal, right? Uh If I steal Kansas from you, you then have the option to draw a new team or steal one from me, mm. right? So mm. that that's not a steal. That's a response to my steal. The steal gotcha. action is the first steal. And then there's a big chain that goes back and forth unless you want to draw a new team. Okay. Make sense? Right. Yep, I'm in. Okay. All right. Uh, you can go first, and you get to pick. Which uh, which of the six major conferences do you want to randomize and draw from first? ACC, Big 12, Big 10, Big East, SEC, Pac-12. Do Big 12. Okay. Ready for your draw? Yep. You drew West Virginia. Do you feel good about that? How do I know you're not lying? What's that? Do I got to trust you on this? Yeah, I'm being honest. Uh, okay. You're West Virginia. All right, so now it's my turn. I do not want to steal West Virginia from you. Um, I'm going to stay in the Big 12, though. Run it again. Ooh. It also gave me West Virginia, but that means I need to go again. Okay. That's what. Can I use my own steal to get rid of West Virginia? No, you're going to want it. Well, you'll get rid of West Virginia later when we steal, probably. Um, right. Okay. I'm gonna I get to go again, right? That makes I can't have West Virginia. Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. I got Kansas. Okay. I swear that I have these up. Uh okay, so you could now um steal Kansas from me rather than draw a new team if you wanted to. And for the record, if you steal Kansas from me, I could not steal them back because once they're stolen once, they can't be stealing back. I'm going to rock right now. Okay. Let's go to the ACC. All right, to the ACC. Um, All right. Here we go. You got Virginia Tech. Staying in the Virginias. What's going on here? Okay. All right, I am going to – I guess I'll stay in the ACC as well. I got Notre Dame. Okay, all right. That's massive. That's not great. Not a lot of things that people will want to steal being drafted right now. All right. Where are we going next? And or do you want to steal? Let's go to actually, no, I want to steal. 
Okay, who are you stealing? Take it back. I don't want to steal. Next conference is Big Ten. Okay. Three, two, one. You got Penn State. This, hey, this is truly playing out like a white elephant, man. This Everybody's getting yeah. a battery daddy. Every single person is getting a battery daddy right now. Uh, I don't know why this is, but I just have a feeling I should switch up conferences. I, I feel like I'm playing your game right now. I need to play my game. So I'm going to go to uh, the SEC. Wait, no, no. If I draw, wait, if I draw from the conference, don't you have to draw from the same? No, one? I can. I can draw a different gift. I'm just. I'm picking from unwrapped gifts right now. I'm. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go to the SEC. I'm going to pick an SEC team. I should. I got. I got Arkansas. Okay, so your three gifts right now: Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Penn State. Yuck. My three gifts are Notre Dame, Kansas, and Arkansas. I want to steal Kansas. Okay, you're stealing Kansas. Does that mean I get rid of West Virginia? No. So when you steal Kansas, we we might end up with not one team from every conference because you're just stealing a gift, right? You just have to draft a team from every conference. Um, so I need to – I either need to steal one of your teams or draw. All your teams stink. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I think I can weaken you a little bit. I'm I'm going to take Virginia Tech from you. Okay. I've acquired Virginia Tech. So I still have my steal, but rather than draw a new gift, I just chose Virginia Tech. So now you now get to choose again. Do you want to draw a new team or do you want Virginia Tech? Draw a new team. Okay, so you can either draw from the Big East or the SEC. Let me get, let me draw from the SEC. Come on, come on, Tucky. Or the Pac-12. You could also choose from the Pac-12 if you want. Ooh. No, let's go SEC. Let's go SEC. Okay, you're going to the SEC. Here's your SEC team. Texas A&M. Okay. Good draw, finally. All right, so you now have West Virginia, Kansas, Penn State, Texas A&M. Kansas cannot be stolen back. Mm -hmm. That's a good move by you. Um, I have Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, and Arkansas. I could draw from the Big Ten, the Big East, or the Pac-12. I will go to the Big Ten. Okay. I got Michigan State. Ah. Funny how that works out. Okay. Uh, It's back to you. You could steal, uh, or you could actually, you can't steal. You've already done your steal. So you have to yeah. draw from Big East or Pac 12. Give me Pac 12. You use your steal too, right? No, I have not used my steal. Because I, I only responded to your steal. I haven't That's done right. my proactive steal. Okay. Pac 12. You just got Oregon. Okay. All right, I have the Pac-12 in the Big East. I do not want to steal. I need you to draw a good team, man. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll draw a Pac-12. I got Arizona State. Yuck. Okay, down to the Big East. That's it. All you can do is draw. All right, let's rock. You got St. John's. I mean, I've been to. What the hell? So there's not really anything worth stealing here um hmm. 
Like, I really want to use my steal on you, but like, I don't want to steal West Virginia or Penn State or St. John's or, or I guess I could steal Texas A&M. Do I want to steal Texas A&M or do I want to try and get lucky and draw a good Big East team? Just for the chaos, I'm going to steal Texas A&M from you. Okay. So Texas A&M is now mine. Uh, I have two SEC teams, which means if you choose to draw rather than to steal from me, you would be drawing a Big East team. Let me – I'll draw from the Big East. You want to draw rather than steal uh, Michigan State, Arkansas, Arizona State, or Notre Dame? Yeah, I got confidence. You don't want Michigan State? Your Spartans are sitting right there? And you're choosing to draw a Big East team? I want to draw from the Big East. Seton Hall is your team. See, that's just – you should have just stolen Michigan State, man. That was No, because that would have just – that that would have – chaos would have ensued between yeah, – we wanted chaos. All right, I, so I, in the I end – I got a little afraid of the chaos, to be honest. In the end, this game was a lot less fun than I envisioned it being, kind of like all white elephants are. Your, your group ends up being – Kansas, West Virginia, Penn State, St. John's, Oregon, and Seton Hall. My group ends up being Texas A&M, Arkansas, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and Arizona State. Whose group of teams is better? <laughs> uh, probably yours. You have Kansas, though, but I think both stink. Yeah, I think both are bad, but I think I give the edge to you. Like I can see I, I have, what, one team that could win it all? I think you have one team that could win it all and either one or two tournament teams. I think I have maybe four tournament teams, but no teams that could win it all. Yeah, I give the edge to you. Okay. All right. I guess I'll take a win there, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, one big thing presented by Big B. What do you got? Can my one big thing get be five more animal trivia questions? No. Three more? My one big thing is nullifying your one big thing. You Are you pulling rank? I'm not pulling rank. I'm just using my one big thing to void your one big thing. That's crazy, man. You could So you could pull rank and void my void. That's what you could do. You always have the option to pull rank. All right. Well, I'll actually do my – here's my actual one big thing. All right. So what, we're doing two big things now? You just submitted. No, since, since mine got nullified, I'm going to do an actual one big thing so I can speak. My voice will not be silenced, okay? When it's cold outside, you drink hot coffee. When it's hot outside, you drink iced coffee. Couldn't disagree more. I know you couldn't. Yeah, couldn't disagree more. I'm iced coffee right now. No ice. That thing's cooking. Um, yeah, I, I hate that. I hate that from you is what it is. Uh, all right. My one big thing, I would like to play the chorus of a no-con song. <laughs> uh, let me just fast forward a little bit. Yes, boys are drunk. Sun is high. license plates live for your drive. Gotta let it kick. This is a bridge. Just take that simple. Never 
I mean, I, there, you got to know, there's not many things on this earth that I love more than a good falsetto. Is that considered a falsetto? Yeah, that when he went to the, the front like for that shit. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, spell, spell falsetto. F-A-L-S-E-T-T-O, falsetto. Yeah. Do we need a little spelling bee? Should we do that? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't get my, my nature questions in, so I think well, that's just it. Do we want to acknowledge the fact that I cooked you in a spelling bee when we hung out a couple weekends ago? Cooked me? It was a battle. Was it a battle? Yes, it was who, a battle. Who emerged victorious? You, but it was like spell an victorious. Hour, it was like an hour worth of spelling. Spell victorious. Victorious? Yeah, victorious. V I C T Victor O R I O U S victorious. Okay, good job. All right, that's the show for today. We'll be back on Friday. I think we're going to have a Riley Friday, but uh, Riley is being picky on times. So hey, maybe can I, can I do, well, you're not just going to do that. We're going to end it like this. Spell dickhead. D-I-C-K-H-E-A-D, or alternatively in Latin terms, it's spelled C-A-R-T-E-R. We'll see you tomorrow.